welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up and we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen, too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Confused by your judge's decisions? Well, I can see the future. Call me and we'll sue your sissies. It's time to break down another episode of Canada's Drag Race. And joining me on my special day, it's Frida Kulo. How are you? Hi, kisses from Kulo, everybody. <laughs> um, that was a fun episode this week of Canada's Drag Race. It was. I really enjoyed this one. It had a lot of moments. It had a lot of moments of me yelling at my screen saying are you fucking kidding me oh yeah there was um, that <laughs> yeah but wow this was you know what last week was i thought was the best episode and i'm still gonna say it's the best episode this one was second best i feel like every episode it keeps getting better yeah we're they're 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 turning down and i think it's because we've gotten rid of some of the um fillers mm. um so we're, we we got a cast that you know is kind of exciting and and Solid. they're doing their thing um, but how are you? How, how's life? I'm taking it one day at a time. I mean, especially during this crazy time period. Um, but if anything, I'm taking it to just really invest in my craft and just be more creative. Uh, I know generally I'm like new on the scene. So a lot of people don't know who I am. Uh, but Frida has been marinating for like a while. She's just now coming to fruition. And you know, when you let something marinate for a while, it tastes better. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to let it sit, and when it's ready, it is going to be ready. Mmm, and tasty. <laughs> yes. Well, let's dive into the episode and talk about it. After the elimination, Lemon says her girl Kiki, um, the iconic lip syncer, went home, and she would have sent anybody else home, and I really question that, because I think Kiki was mediocre. I agree. I, I think that was a little too nice of her to say, uh, yeah. to be iconic. And one thing I feel like uh, during this cast, iconic and legendary gets thrown around a little too. Yeah. You know, and you're iconic and you're legendary, so. Listen, I would like the phrase iconic to be used less, unless you're talking about my drag competition, (laughs) but all publicity is welcome. I'll take it. Right. So Priyanka is not happy that Kiara used an entire tube of lipstick for her mirror message because she's now got to clean it up. But you know what? Kiki got to write right. That was that was clever. That was that was petty and clever. Yeah. Boa annoys Boba with her headpiece because it won't go away. Um, That was an interesting moment with that headpiece just being in everybody's way yet again. Yeah. I feel like that's Boa's thing. Um, we'll see that later with her other thing that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Alona is a safe sissy. She's not mad, but she's not happy either. Um, listeners, if you would like to do a fun game, take a sip of whatever beverage you're drinking every time we say the word sissy on this podcast. Oh, my land. <laughs> uh. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Sissy, sissy, sissy. I can't stand... I wouldn't word need a, anymore. Need a bottles and to get through that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Priyanka is now verse after being a top and a bottom, and says that the girls sitting on her couch, Jimbo herself, Lemon and Rita, are contenders, leaving Bobo, Boa, and Alona 
Not so much. We got some shade thrown by something. Hey. And Jimbo knows that from this point on, she needs to stand out always. She's a motherfucker fucking winner baby. I'm happy for Jimbo. Jimbo is really the surprise of the season. I honestly, one of my favorites, honestly. I, I a, a standout competitor. Yeah. Well, it is a new day in the workroom and seven queens remain. Priyanka is happy to have gotten a chance to perform, which is the first time I've ever heard a queen on Drag Race say they are happy to be doing a lip sync. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there has been someone else that's also uh, in the past saying that they were happy to do lip sync just to show what they're made of. Fair, yeah. Uh, there's been how many? 3,000 episodes of Drag Race? I don't remember them all. <laughs> yeah. Rita now has to fight for two now that her little sister from Montreal is gone and she's surrounded by English people who don't understand her. Rita, I don't understand you. I don't understand anything that's happening with your drag, but I think you're incredible, but the judges are sipping on something. Oh, I can relate. Uh, being someone who has, whose English is their second language, yeah. As a little kid going to school here in the States, oh my Atlanta, like I, I, it was hard to make friends. I didn't know how to speak English. Yeah, I can imagine. We learned that Boa had a final warning and has to bring it and stop sleeping, and she's ready to fucking give it. Um, and then Bo, uh, Bobo says it's like Tainomi's final warning, and I'm like, oop. Mm, a little shady and foreshadowing. Yeah, well, Jeffrey shows up being extra and shares that the mini challenge they will each be a psychic hotline operator and this is Priyanka's redemption moment literally the next episode um, it is an improv challenge where they will have a mystery caller they have 20 minutes to get into quick drag and they have a station stocked with Anastasia Beverly Hills makeup that's funny because last week my um, guest and I said that Anastasia should just sponsor the show why are they not sponsoring the show especially yeah. when Lemon said she had like no makeup yeah there you go, now man. she has makeup Tons of it. So weird. So strange. But we love Anastasia Beverly Hills. Oh, yes. So we learned that the mystery caller is Drag Race UK's Canadian export Crystal. We love her. Um, just as a reminder for timeline purposes, the Canada Queens would have seen Crystal on her own show prior to their filming. So they should be aware of who she was. And were, you a, were you a Crystal fan? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just take a look at her. I loved, I, I think she went home too early uh, in the UK's Drag Race. Oh, but no, 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 no. There was no one else to go home on her episode she went home on. Oh, that's true. I mean... That was the girl group episode. She had to go. I know. But no, Crystal is quite one of my favorites. I mean, look at this photo I have behind me. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. And that hair. I don't know. Um, Style by Michael better make something like that soon. <laughs> all right so let's talk about some of the girls going through their psychic moments uh rita is up first and goes kind of like old school psychic uh with her scarf she plays the role of christina um she plays it as a sex hotline which was very interesting yeah um i mean i feel like some people missed the mark with you know what the purpose of the improv challenge was yeah and there was a lot of stopping moments. Yeah, Rita was meh, meh. Then we got Priyanka, who was like very banji, um, as Crystal wants her man to just slide into her. Uh, Priyanka checks the cards, and her she says her man is dead, and asks if she's had sex with a ghost. And then she says she will be having sex with Whoopi Goldberg because she in Danger Girl. 
That was funny. That was that was a cute moment. Um, I enjoyed it. But I think Priyanka should stop playing psychics from this point forward. Yes, noted. <laughs> Not good. Um, Alona is inspired by you guessed it herself. Um, she is going to be a raging bitch. Um, and as Crystal says, she is paying three ninety nine for this crap. Oh, Alona. It's like you hit a wall there with with that whole interaction. <laughs> yeah. Bobo is very Jewish in her mystic styling. Um, and she says she sees a very large coming in her legs. Okay, Bobo. Bobo's not standing out again. I don't know what's going on with her. I don't know why we're not getting so much from the edit of Scarlet Bobo. Yeah, I felt like uh, Bobo's was like really short. And I kind of wanted to see... I, I was just getting started and I was kind of getting entertained. But yeah. I was like, I want to see where it's going. And then it just switches. Yeah, they, they did not give her much time. Boa is very butch with her delicate speaking voice, ha 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 ha, mm. uh, as she smokes her unlit cigarette, and she's not just a psychic, she's a stripper. Four pairs of boobs for the price of one. <laughs> now, I'm, maybe I missed it, but she had two pairs of boobs, but four boobs. So she just misquoted herself. I think so. Um, Unless she's adding some more somewhere that I don't know. Maybe she had them on her back, I don't know. Could you imagine? A back boob reveal? Yeah, back boob reveal. That's it. I mean, but Dela did that for the um, for the challenge on uh, the talent show. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She did that. She did that. Lemon knew it was going to happen um, and is a mean girl in a leopard. Um, it, she's very funny in execution. Um, she lies straight to her phone. Uh, watch out for falling pianos. Um, my favorite line of hers was, not no. <laughs> um, very coy, very cute. Mm -hmm. Jimbo has a very characterized persona and tells tells Crystal her man won't leave his wife because she has a butter face. That was funny. I love that joke. Um, she can see Crystal's hideous mole on her left testicle. Oh, and if you didn't notice, Jimbo had eyes on her hands. That, honestly, that was my favorite part. It was so smart. Right? Yeah. Um, I love Jimbo. This was I love Jimbo. For me, Jimbo won that that challenge. Yeah. Well, let's 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 discuss that. I mean, first off, Crystal is revealed as the mystery caller. Um, as Lemon says, "Come on, Canadian legends," and Crystal retorts with, "Come on, bag of chips," because um, she wore the turban and it was very funny. And I kind of miss bag of chips, but not as much as I as some of the other UK girls. But bag of chips is good TV. Yeah. So the medium who was extra large, Lemon, is the winner of the mini challenge. She wins $1,000 from Bailey Nelson Eyewear. I think Lemon was fine. I think Jimbo was better. I agree. I, I think they should have gone to Jimbo. I don't know what they want Jimbo to do. And that's going to be the theme of this episode. Where I'm like, Jimbo is t literally taking your notes, doing everything, and not being rewarded it's very strange mm -hmm. the maxi challenge the girls will get downright judicial in their own late night law firm commercials as winner lemon picks the teams lemon stands in jeffrey's shot and i think many many people watching the show were very happy with lemon being in jeffrey's shot because not many people like jeffrey Oh, my Lanta. It, it just, it feels like it keeps getting worse with the critiques and just... Mm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's something. Um, so, 
Lemon picks Priyanka for herself. The sissies are together. Rita, Jimbo, and Boa are a team of three. Interesting choices. I think they're very, very safe choices. Um, if you're gonna, if you're trying to be politically correct, this is the right thing to do. But you, what about with Bobo and Alana though? I mean, they're sissies. Why not? They should have a working rapport with each other. Um, but I, I feel like maybe when we talk about um, the little untucked junior, maybe there's some animosity with um, Bobo and Alona that Bobo has not expressed to anybody, um, and she gets mad at Lemon for that when she probably hasn't said anything to her about it. Yeah, I think maybe she's uh, doesn't want to be pulling weight or because she thinks she may be better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So, Boa knows she needs to win because she needs that kick in the ass. Lemon and Priyanka start uh, with their structure and want to do reenactment, reenactments. They are going to write and call the shots as directors because that's the goal of the challenge. Mm-hmm. And Lemon and Priyanka are going to be the pussy protectors, Kitty and Cat. Love a good pussy pun. Mm-hmm. Jimbo loves her team but hates bachelorettes. Boa is fucking exciting. Boa is not a writer. She gets in her head because of her anxieties. And Rita knows that she needs to match the rest of her team since they don't all work in the same way. Again, very interesting that they all are not necessarily working well together, though some of them have previously paired off and and experienced each other. Um, but as a trio, it's their first time together, and it's, it is a learning curve. And this late in the game, it's very scary to have to deal with. Especially when, like, you're responsible for crafting uh, a project with different ideas. Exactly. Do one thing and then someone wants to do another thing. Yeah. The sissies concept is about, you guessed it, sissies. It's a law firm slash hitman agency. I don't get it. What? I was so lost, I had to rewatch it to understand what their concept was. Yeah, I mean, when we get to the actual commercial later on, I was like, what are we watching here? But I think we got some foreshadowing on how they were going to work together as Alona and Scarlet cannot get on the same page about the structure. Is it reenactment or is it voiceover? I think they were both trying to say the same thing, but with different words. Mm. And that's why they couldn't get on the same page of what the structure of the piece was going to be. Like, I think they wanted to do the voiceover with the reenactments at the same time, but Scarlet couldn't understand that you can say the words and have it edited in. So I think she was struggling with that little point. It's now time for Jeffrey's walkthrough. Priyanka says her and Lemon work together well. Jeffrey says, bring the essence of who they are. Trust yourselves. And I say, come on, Jeffrey, do better. That is the worst advice I've heard. I feel like um, maybe he's just regurgitating like what we've heard in the past from different episodes. I think so. I really just, his presence is becoming very questionable. Now, is it a Lobo? No, it's Bologna. Hashtag Bologna. I thought their sissy name was cute. They're going to be Sarah and Saracen. They are suing sissies. Split sissies. Um, I think Jeffrey loved it. He loved it. He just loves the word sissy, I think. I'm not really sure 
why he was encouraging so much mediocrity. I don't know. Maybe he thought it was a, it would be like a moment, like for branding or or something to trend. I yeah, maybe maybe you're right because like again, like when you have uh, UK and much better was like the phrase, and you you got it every five seconds. I guess maybe they all thought sissy was going to be the thing from the season. I think if we get sissy anymore, mm -mm, I'm I don't want. Yeah, I don't want sissy on a t-shirt. No, thank you. I pass. Hard pass. Yeah. So, Jimbo explains that bachelorettes take over gay bars. Now, I've known some drunk girls to mess up shows, but never to the extent that they were all talking about bachelorettes at gay bars. Have you experienced that before? Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, okay. Not as a performer, but uh, going to Vegas, and we went to go see a few shows out there, drag shows, and it would be annoying at the amount of... Uh, be like uncontrollable behavior some of these bachelorettes would exhibit yeah i mean i don't think i mean i've seen some touchy-feely ladies at shows but not to the extent of what this commercial was going to be <laughs> um i mean rita shares her worst experience when she got a finger in her anus from a bride-to-be that's when i would be like management get this bitch out of here and first of all you got to take me to dinner first right <laughs> like, what does this lady think? Okay, I don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, she probably had her dick in her ass anyway. So was she trying to feel the dick? I don't know. Oh, no. Um, Rita shares there are rules of bachelorette parties. Number one, do not touch without consent. Number two, get off the stage. Number three, be respectful. This is a safe space for us. I love That's that. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's that's fair for not just bachelorettes. That's fair for the gays who think they can be all touchy-feely, too. Oh, true. Facts. So it's now time, in a very shocking turn of events, to film with Stacy as she is the on-set mentor. Was very confused why she was picked for this position, but her presence on this show has been very, very limited anyway. Yeah, I was I was glad to see her more of her this episode. Yeah, what is she the best to do the onset? I don't know, but um, she did she she was fine. Lem and Priyanka are first, and immediately Stacy questions that they are shooting in order. I say bad idea, um, as Priyanka says Stacy is a stage mom, but she's a cool mom. Um, I feel like they should have done it all. Like Priyanka should have done all of hers, and then she changes as Lemon did hers. But that's just me having a stage manage management degree, knowing how to work time properly. Yeah, I mean, you got to cut corners where you can. Yeah, so, but they got it all done, so good for them, but it could have been less stressful. Hire me to do the, your, your scheduling. Um, have you ever gotten lit so litty you split your kitty? All the time. I'm all the time? So is Lemon. Um, that jump split and the bounce back, oof, she really is fucking flexible. I loved it. She's very, very good. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know what? Good on her for staying in the moment and not being like, ouch, that hurts, or I, that's out. I'm not right for it. She let the moment be, and it's going to be something we remember. Mm hmm. Stacey said that the two of them were funny and came prepared, but she doesn't want their legal help, and neither do I, because they are criminals. Mm hmm. I'll take care of my own kitty. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boa is very bad. Um, she points to Jimbo when Rita is the one who spoke French. That was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. um, 
I also would use the pit crew because I just want to touch. They are very pretty. <laughs> very pretty and diverse. I love the cast of the pit crew that they have this season. Yeah, it's it's a really great cast. And we talked about it in the other episode that they have a quote unquote plus size model. And that's, you know what? Step one. Mm-hmm. Was Boa wearing Bobo's Liza Minnelli outfit? I did not clock that. I think she was. Dun, dun, dun. Or they all have the same sparkly red sequin. I'm not sure. I mean, they um, are <laughs> Exactly right. Um, but I, I kind of wish it was uh, Bobo's Liza. It just means they're all friends and they're all being nice to each other. And it's not like she didn't use it yet. Mm, true. Jeffrey wanted Jimbo to be loud, so she's going to get loud because it's her what? Her special day. Special day. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, and I'm sure Jimbo is going to have a t-shirt that says it's my special day on it because that's good branding and that's good marketing and that's the kind of t-shirt I want to wear, not sissies. Yes. Actually, we're going to be doing my sister's bachelorette party soon, and I'm, I expect her to say that a hundred times. <laughs> I hope so. Um, just in that way, too, right? Yes. So the scene had a lot going on, and Stacey said she was confused by Boa, Jimbo, and Rita. It was a very interesting take, because I even... I was confused by the other ones, but this one was the one I was like, I don't get this at all. How is this a legal commercial? Then we have Alona and Scarlett. Alona walks in and calls the pit crew hots. She literally referred to them as hots. <laughs> I don't know if that's a young thing, a youth thing, things the kids are doing today, but oh my God, like let's not objectify that way. No, not cute. Not cute, not cute. So the sissies are going to shoot out of order, but they are going to take um, Stacy on a journey because it's going to make sense. It's going to make sense for them. Um, they're blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's when I said make a Bob blah, blah joke um, for those who are Arrested Development fans. Um, yeah, it was sissy stressful. Their, their scene was not doing it for me watching them film it. It was stressing me out. I really got stressed when Alona said she was going to spit in Bobo's face and Stacy's grossed out but says, you better fucking hawk a loogie. Yes. Um, would you let a... For, for a challenge, would you let a drag queen spit on you? For a challenge, absolutely, but you better be ready for what I have coming back. <laughs> what, a big book slapped in the face? Maybe. <laughs> um, that, I think that was funny. I mean, they, they do work well together. Was it the most dynamic? No, but it's that that was their writing, I think. That was commitment. Um, it was. Also, Scarlet thinks that the gavel is called an anvil <laughs> and says gavel, gavel, gavel. That was very funny. Um, she got a lot more confessionals this episode, which was kind of cool. We are now here for Elimination Day. Um, we get a tired of sissy montage as literally everyone um, is not here for the sissy uh, phrase, including Priyanka, who says, shut up. <laughs> um, and she says, I don't care about your sisterhood. Um, and that is honestly how I feel about so many bitches on Instagram who have their fake sisterhood and post photos of each other. And I'm like, you don't really care about each other. Come on. That is not your real sister. No, 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 no. It's fake. Mm-hmm. 
Rita asks Lemon about her team selection, and Lemon is very congenial, so Boa asks where the teleprompter she's reading off of, and the girls gag, they kind of laugh, and we get our first moment where Lemon's kind of being picked on in a really unfortunate way. I think it may have to do with the fact that uh, maybe her, um, you know, experience as a drag queen um, has taken off in New York and it's right. in New York rather than in Canada, even though she is Canadian. Right. Because I don't think she really has any relationships with this cast until the show happened. Mm-hmm. Um, she may have known of them, but I don't know. I, I mean, I could be completely wrong also. Like, I just don't know what her relationships were. And it's easy to unfortunately pick on an outsider in this situation, especially in, because it is so stressful. And, and But it wasn't a cute look, and we'll get into more about it uh, when we get into the Untucked. Um, Lemon says she doesn't care if the other girls don't like her, especially when she gets it thrown back in her face. Um, Scarlet uh, is not happy when uh, Lemon says, so you don't think your sissy is talented? Whoop. Mm-hmm. That was funny, though. Mm-hmm. It was smart. It was quick. Um, and I, I, I could see how some of the queens are not a fan of that kind of interaction where it's not where it's a little pointed. But if you're being picked on, you know what? Fight it. Good for you, Lemon. Stand up for yourself. Exactly. So Bobo tells us the legend of Bing Crosby, who walked into a Vancouver hotel in 1951 wearing denim on denim, and he wasn't let in because it was too casual. But a bellboy said that that was Bing, Bing Crosby, so he was let in. I have never heard that story before. Me neither, but I think it's something that's a part of like Canadian culture. And yeah. um, I hope we have more of those kind of moments where it's teachable moments. Yeah. Because uh, I spend my time like Googling half the st- things that I didn't understand from Canada's Drag Race. Yeah, I mean, this for, shockingly, I'm, I'm doing pretty well with Canada's Drag Race. It was Drag Race UK where I was like, I don't know what any of this is. It's true. Um, so Rita says they have up to 10 bachelorette parties on a Friday and Saturday night in Montreal. Um, Alona apparently has never heard of one of these events, and I don't know if she meant bachelorette parties in general or just having that many at once. To be fair, I would usually go to, like, Icon on a Friday or Saturday. I don't think I've ever seen a bachelorette party there. I don't think I have either. Yeah. So maybe it's, like... A big bar thing I don't know or there's just so many gay bars in New York City that they're spread out I think it is also more um, what's, um, like when you have like the dinner shows that's when you see it more yeah that's fair that's very fair and maybe that's the kind of places that Rita works mm-hmm. so Scarlett shares that um, some people think if you pay five dollars you can pet the drag queen I think that's how it should work with me because I give so much money to drag queens anyway when I tip them, but I'm a different story. Um, have you ever had the experience where someone would tip you and then proceed to pet you? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, it's usually they ask for consent. Uh, <laughs> one time someone wanted to touch my boobs uh, and I said, it, buy me a drink first and then I'll think about it. <laughs> Did they buy you a drink? They bought me two. Ooh, do they get both boobs then? Yep, one for each drink. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, Alona says that she's had more gay men do that to her than cisgender women. I kind of see that one. Yes, although my drag, my cisgender uh, female 
friends whenever I'm in drag, they they do want to feel and figure out everything. Yeah, I yeah I think more of the gay men just want to touch the hair, which is a whole different issue. Yeah, don't touch the hair, no wigs. <laughs> so we're we're getting this conversation about bachelorette parties, and then we get this super crazy face like turn, where Boa tells a story of how she brought a guy home who ultimately beat her up and robbed her. We then see the photo, and it was kind of hard to look at. Like, first off, edit-wise, we understood this was going to be Boa's downfall moment. But also, how do we talk about jovial bachelorette parties and immediately go to Boa being beat up? Yeah, I mean, it's also something very sensitive. Uh, right. So how do we go from, like, you know, a PSA about, you know, that kind of behavior to something that's, like, way more serious? And, like, I'm very curious to know if that was an editing decision or if Boa literally said those after the other uh, comments. I'm like, this just, this felt very strange. Like, I needed a little interaction in between before we got there. Yeah, a cute little transition. Yeah. Um, but Boa shares that the whole community re- rallied behind her and a GoFundMe was created in her name to get her, help her get her stuff back. And I think that was really, really touching to hear that. Um, because earlier in the season, we heard a lot about how some of the girls in Toronto are not a huge fan of Boa, and Boa has a poor attitude. But knowing that they all came together to support one of their sissies, um, I think it was really sweet to hear. Yeah, honestly, uh, many a times, I think, as a community, we come together to help uh, when someone's in need. Yeah. And um, I, I love that. Yeah, it was a very precious moment. Um, and the fact that, again, we have not seen anything from Boa with her backstory, I knew this was either going to, like, we'd already seen Boa fail in the episode. I knew this was going to be her exit moment or just about her exit moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Priyanka has a theory that drag queens are the mascots of the queer community. What do you think about that? I wouldn't say mascots. I would say superheroes. Because... I like superheroes better. Yes. Um, but I, I get the sentiment. I think I kind of agree with it. Like, drag queens are the face of the queer community. Because um, for the longest time, when you would have um, gay people on television or on a TV show or a movie, it's always super sexualized. Mm-hmm. Which is not necessarily the entire gay experience. Right. But there's something about a drag queen and the freedom of allowing this person to be who they are and celebrated by everybody. I think we are, they are mascots in a way, but they're superheroes for putting themselves out there and bringing joy to all. Yeah, and standing up, a lot of uh, uh, drag queens use their platform uh, to help our own community. And I think that's that's why I admire our community for having yeah. such uh, movers and shakers. Yeah, now if you were actually a superhero, what would your superpower be? My superpower would be, oh my God, eat anything that I want without getting weight. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Okay, that's going to be my, my new superpower when I'm a superhero one day. <laughs> All right. It's time for the runway. Tom Green is here, and Tom Green is a ham. Um, but first, Brooklyn Heights looks so good. Oh my god, gorgeous, like a creamsicle, oh, like so delectable. Stunning, and then you had Stacy's gorgeous hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this was a good panel this week. Uh, Jeffrey was there also, I don't remember what he was wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Some but, shadow or something, some eyeshadow. Probably. Um, my favorite part of the whole intro package was when Brooklyn told Tom uh, that Big Brother is watching, and that was a reference to Tom Green being on Celebrity Big Brother. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many Big Brother fans we have, but I love that show so much. I want to, usually we're go, we go in show order, but I want to go out of order a little bit and discuss the commercials first. That way we can, when we talk about the girls, we can do all the critique. Sure. Um, so we're going to start off with Scarlett and Alona. Um, sissy settlement smooth. Not so much. They were not so smooth as a duo. Um, it was really like watching two different shows. Yeah. Um, it was wild. It was all over the place, and it made very little sense. Alona was Alona, and Scarlett had depth in her character. What did you think of their commercial? I was underwhelmed. I was confused when they were shooting it. I was, conf- I was confused when they were planning it, and I was confused when I saw the final product. Yeah. Um, I will say they did have my favorite line of the com- of probably all the commercials was, we might be able to help you, but we definitely can't help ourselves. <laughs> uh, that's a little too true, though. <laughs> too true, but yeah, it was a very weird commercial. Um, I think their concept uh, was just wrong. I really, it wasn't a branding challenge. If it was a branding challenge, then do sissies. I get it. Mm-hmm. But this was supposed to be show us your writing chops and your acting chops and they just got into their head so much, and it, it was a meme. Yeah. That being said, I do think Scarlett was good. Yeah. I mean, she was passable. Like, I, I, yeah. I would have chosen her to be my partner so that we get produce a, a better infomercial. Commercial. Yeah, that's fair. Next, we had Rita, Jimbo, and Boa, Debbie Dickhole, and Bridget Big Balls. We love alliteration. Um, oh, and then there is Anita Hot Dog. No, no. There's too many I need Anitas. A drag name. Drag name. <laughs> yeah, um, they are the bells, which means the bitches for enthusiastic lady lawyers entertainment services. That is a mouthful. Yeah. Also, doesn't make sense. No. I don't understand what they do. No me gusta. Yeah. Um, that being said, Jimbo was a star. Jimbo was always a star. Um, have you ever been whipped with change and slashed with hot dogs at a drag show? No, but I will request it next time. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I was like, again, where is this coming from? Is this a Canadian thing? Do they just have hot dogs you just slap on people? Or do they just not have props and they saw things that were sitting on the side and like, okay, let's go with that. Like, where were the hot what hot dogs? I don't know. Maybe Albatross is serving Albatro- uh, hot dogs for a reason. <laughs> so it's very possible. Get on that. <laughs> or maybe it was an Anita hot dog reference that I just didn't get with their scene. Could be. Or didn't make it to air. Yeah. I will say that the reenactment with the three pick crew members was very funny. I think it was very smart to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the writing was horrible. Um, and it really didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their service was really doing for them besides dealing with bachelorette parties but they could have they could have gone to a really great place making it like a psa type of thing to defend the drag sure. so yeah they, they, yeah i think overall the writing for all three of these were bad but lemon and priyanka this was funny but an example of a bad runway destroying all things positive for a challenge um oh. kitty and cat are pussy protectors and at least they had a concept 
Yeah, um, it was a little bit more organized. Yeah, I think what was unfortunate is we saw all the good moments during the filming that the commercial, we had already seen it all. Yeah, it's kind of like when you see a trailer for a movie and right. the best scenes and it's like, all right. Exactly. I mean, I think the flip that Kitty and Cat are criminals was a hilarious moment, but that was not the big moment that the producers needed to save for us. We, we, we could have done without that. Mm-hmm. All right. Those were the commercials. I would say underwhelming overall as a whole. Yeah, it was a mess. Hot mess. Yeah. But category on the runway is Canadian Tuxedo. Denim on denim on denim. We're not going to play Toot Reboot because that's not our show here. But in honor, we are going to play High Rise or Cut Off because they are both types of jeans. <laughs> See where my mind went? Cute. So High Rise is obviously a, a good toot. Uh, cut Off is boot because cut them off, we're done with them. We're going to go in order. So we're going to start off with Scarlet Bobo. Mm-hmm. Hair by Wig Zaddy, Outfit by Kitten Caboodle, Choker by Mila Angelova. I love this look on her. I think the shoulders are absolutely perfect. The hair is super fun and punk. Um, the bursts of neon yellow are very smart. And, but the fact that she has a choker made from denim made it quintessential Bobo. I love the look. I think the only uh, thing that I would have loved to see, um, the panels in the front of the jacket mm-hmm. were distracting because they would open up too much. Sure. Um, and maybe if it was uh, like brought in so that way it could keep that silhouette, but I love the whole look. Yeah, um, it was it was really, really well done. Um, Jeffrey said that she, uh, he thought she had some of the funniest lines. Stacey thought she came in prepared. Tom would watch the entire show of the sissies, which is maybe we missed something. Um, and Brooklyn loved the pops of Neon and thought it was berserk de soleil. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, Scarlett got some good critiques this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but the look, the look was really, really good. Is it my favorite of Scarlet's? It's up there. It's one of the. It's, it's good, but it, it it compared to many others in this runway, this was great. Yeah. Um, I definitely give it a high rise. High rise for me too. The audience went seventy nine percent high rise and twenty one percent cut off. Next we have Alona Verily. No designers listed on Instagram because she didn't post the photo. I think this is a very interesting look for Lona because it's not typical to them, but it's right for this challenge. Caps are expected on Alona. I knew that she would do it, but they just didn't fit right no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the high collar and the hair and the jewels, but that's about it. And the butt, we'll let the judges discuss because I'm not going to say anything on that. I okay. I love the idea of this, um, but it just the chaps is what really just kind of took away from the creativity of the rest of it because it just made her shape just go straight down. Yeah, she she was a she was a piece of wood. Yeah, and if and if maybe like the, the, the chaps were brought in at the knee and then it flared out into a bell bottom, that would have been a cuter shape. Yeah, um, it was just not my favorite of hers at all. Um, the butt. Jeffrey wanted full coverage of her butt. Uh, Brooklyn thought she was shot out of a cannon but didn't go anywhere. I think it was really mean editing that Alona was like, I'm showing off my best assets, and then they're saying her butt was terrible. Um, I think go for it. If you are proud of your body and you want to showcase it, great. 
but be prepared for the critiques. Not the prettiest butt. I mean, you know what? If you're comfortable in your own skin and, and if you are killing it, then I would have been here for it. But I just, there was an element of her holding back when I went on the runway. Yeah. So um, I, I think you feel a little defeated and then you're yeah. more prone to just go down. And, and I think, again, it was the fit of the, of the, the chaps because the front was more exposed, uh, less exposed than the back. Mm -hmm. So it either didn't fit right or there was an intentional choice, but it just didn't read proper. Right. Um, I'm going to give this a cut off. Cut off. Cut off those chaps. Yeah. yeah high rise. The audience went 37%. Cut off 63%. Next, we're talking about Boa. Outfit by Lucinda Mio. Wings by Ophelia Manson. Jewels by Nina Spade. Hair by Connor McCaldum. Oh, the wings, the wings, 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 wings. They were huge and just a lot. I think the concept of a punk denim angel is really cool, but the execution was meh. Um, mm -hmm. And yet again, bodysuit for Boa. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because um, I feel like the prop overwhelmed her look. Like, it just seemed like she was trying to make it work and forcing it to work. Yeah. Um, and it just, it faltered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just didn't, it was... The concept was wrong because we've seen some exceptional wings on this show like Courtney Act. Mm -hmm. um, this was just makeshift hodgepodge. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey thought she got in her head. Stacy thinks she's special but wants her to trust herself. Brooklyn thought the wings were half-assed and cheap from a music festival. But the kicker of this whole segment was Tom Green saying he has this outfit. To the point where he played the wind in a church play and called his mommy um, because she made him the wings. Um, the fact that he called his mom in the middle of judging was just so brilliant. It was such a good drag race moment. It was hilarious, especially because it brought me back to the times when he had his show and he would always give his parents a hard time. Yeah. Oh, the Tom Green show. Mm -hmm. Not the Green Tom show. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, oof, Boa, um, it didn't do anything for me. Like, I, I, I think having the cutoff, uh, the ripped tights was smart to really make it feel like it was a deliberate choice to feel hodgepodge and, and messy, but at least she had pretty hair. Yeah. From what I did hear, I guess um, the wings um, had a malfunction. They were supposed to spring out. Oh, interesting. Still ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Still very ugly. Um, I have to give this a cut off. Cut off. But I'll take uh, Tom Green's look, though. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> um, high rise went 56%. Cut off went 44%. Jimbo, the look by Jenny Mummery, face Keeney by Jimbo. Um, this is perfection. Oh my God, still need to ask, are we sure this is not Davina DeCampo? Are we positive? This is how you pay homage to a weird moment in Drag Race history with the face Keeney and still deliver high fashion. The patchwork is exquisite. The red high pony matched the lips. The blue face was unreal. Jimbo has turned into a runway goddess. Loved it 1,000%. It was so smart. 
so smart. Even the hands were also colored blue, yeah. and the little uh, fingertips were the same red as the lips, as the hair. I loved it. Jimbo, oh my God, like just it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. um, Jeffrey thinks she did Lee Bowery proud, giving club kid realness. Stacy thinks it's fashion. Brooklyn wants her to keep surprising them. I mean, she's surprised. Remember those critiques, please. Um, great. Um, I this this there's nothing negative to say. This is an absolute high rise. Mm-hmm. The highest rise of them all. Well, audience went 96 high rise, four percent cutoff. They agree. They they they're here for it. Next, we had Rita Vega, hair by Peach. The three looks were by Mr. Bear. And I have so many questions. How the hell does anyone approve of this look? How, how, how? Um, the material didn't look like denim, but it worked. I think the jewels were necessary for a drag race runway. The reveal was terrible. And as I've said before, you need to have a reveal into something better. Rita has done yet another reveal into something dreadful. Ironically, two times she's won it. Um, according to Instagram, she had a different wig that was blue and purple, but it got fucked, in her, fucked up in her suitcase. You could have put any kind of wig on her face, on her head, but that, that, that denim look was atrocious. The, I, for me, I like the the hair. I like the hair and I like the makeup. I feel like the reveal was unnecessary and it made it look. I, I, had she kept it, I probably would have liked how. I think so too. I don't I, understand what she was doing. Um, and this is what her third reveal runway. I just didn't get it. I mean, Jeffrey said it was the most beautiful he has ever seen her. She looks stunning. He says after um, she makes him repeat it. Tom likes the punk rock vibes. Brooklyn wants a butt pad on her. Jeffrey couldn't take his eye off her in the acting challenge because she was speaking in English and French, which is what she's been doing all season long. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then Stacy liked that she ate a raw hot dog many times and almost puked it up. How is that a critique? It's not a critique. No, I mean, that's me on a, you know, a Tuesday evening. <laughs> right. It's, it's commitment. Right. Um, but this look, I'm cutting it off. Cut off. Yeah. The audience was 22% high-rise, 78% cut-off. It just didn't work for me, and I don't... When we get to the final decision, I just don't understand it. Next, we have Priyanka. Outfit by Kit and Caboodle, hair by Wig Zaddy. Very basic, yet another chap, but I kind of see Priyanka in this look. Is it a winning look? Not a chance. The hair is flat, but it's kind of fashion-y. Um, the look did need some elevation, and I think it did need to come in the hair. I I think it's um, a high rise for me. Um, I love like the silhouette of this jacket is very similar to the one that uh, Scarlett had. Yeah. But in this one, she was able to show more of like the bodice and the inside. Um, so that I can appreciate. Um, I do agree that the hair was a little flat. She even reposted a picture with uh, yeah, a new hair. And I would have loved that if I would have been on the runway. Yeah. Well, Tom loved the commercial because it felt like a commercial. Jeffrey liked the overworked lawyer look. Stacey didn't have a gasp on the runway this time around. Brooklyn, she thinks all the girls need to step it up. So she was not impressed with this this week for all of them. I don't know. I mean, I've seen Priyanka in better looks, and I think overall I just didn't love it because it just it was missing something. 
But you're going high rise. I like high rise. I still go for I'm it. I'm gonna go cut off. And you know what? The audience was very similar to us. They they went high rise for 55 percent, cut off 45 percent. So very very mixed. Mm-hmm. And finally, finally we have Lemon with a look by Didi Fuego. I think the concept is great. It's simple. I think the execution was terrible. It needed to be cleaned up so much. It was yet another chat moment, but at least this one was done a little differently, and I kind of enjoyed that. Um, We love a repurposed moment, but you have to make it look expensive. And and just there was just too much going on. Too many. Mm mm. Too much. Yeah, um, it was not my favorite, but I, I understood where this was coming from. Jeffrey thinks it was the best commercial, but her character was the same from the Heritage moment, which I completely disagree with that critique. It was two very, very different characters. Uh, Stacy thinks her outfit was a mess and thrown together last minute, and honestly, it probably was. Uh, Brooklyn wanted a high-waisted butt, baggy pant and a cinch in corset, lost the chunky boot for a sickening stiletto with a purse and a gold chain belt, so completely different. <laughs> that was a funny critique, but also really fucking shady. Yeah, I loved it. That was probably my favorite critique of the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really wanted to like this because I like repurposed looks. It just didn't work for me, so I'm going to give it a cut off. Cut off for me, too. And then those. what I did like, though, those sleeves, I love how long they were. And she yeah. had the fierce walk. But imagine she would incorporate a little bit more body language with the sleeves and, like, yeah, I think that would have you know I would have felt that a little better. Yeah, because it had the elements of fashion; it just wasn't fashion enough. Mm-hmm. The audience went the thirty-six percent high rise, sixty-four percent cut off. So, Brooklyn asks the girls who should go home and why. Let the drama begin. So Scarlet is uncomfortable because she is first, so she says Lemon based on the runway. Cue the domino effect. Alona says lemon because wearing this is not the one in her opinion as well as yours. Another shady moment from Alona. I was like, whoa. Mm. Um, Boa says lemon because her look isn't up to par. Jimbo says lemon because she doesn't like the outfit. Rita says Alona because she was playing herself in the maxi challenge. Priyanka says Alona based on the maxi challenge. And Lemon says Alona based on the maxi challenge and the runway. So it was very, very split um, based on basically where you were standing. Um, these moments are really, really good television moments, but I can't imagine being one of those contestants, especially if your name is called. I was so surprised that Lemon was called so many times. I, uh, again, I think it was some personal griefs that they all had with her. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't call out her performance in the maxi challenge. It was all based on the runway. Right. And she, and she, didn't she also win the mini challenge? Yeah, she did. So, it was. I think it was a lot of people feeling threatened by what is going to happen. She's this wild card. She could just sweep us. So, mm-hmm. in Untucked Junior, as I call it, Alona doesn't want to sit there justifying why they did what they did or why they said who they said. And Priyanka thinks that they should all take ownership. I agree. I, I agree. Totally. Like, if you're going to do that, you do it. So Scarlett apologizes to Lemon, but in confessional says that she's showing up in the same looks and it's not good enough. I don't think that's true because she's not showing up in the same looks. The only thing she's showing up that is the same is the lack of a body. She's not padding. She's not cinching. 
It has been a critique twice now. I don't know if she didn't bring anything with her or that it wouldn't fit if she did. Um, so in that respect, she's not taking the judges' critiques. But at the same time, do you need to pad and cinch to be a drag queen? Not necessarily, but you also have to think about what you're presenting as a silhouette. Yeah. And I think that's the only thing. I think she's stuck in her, um, this is my body, I love my body, and she has an incredible body. Like, she is someone who is going to be a fashion model because she can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the world of drag race, sometimes you, you, you gotta just give in a little bit. Yeah, throw a hip hat on. A hip hat exactly. On. So, Lemon calls out that the question is not whose outfit is the worst, but who should go home. Q Alona being a bitch and saying that it was the outfit and that she's not close to her. Lemon says that this whole time she had a wall up against her and that Alona calls her just a, she's just a twink to her. Alona says Lemon is everything she wishes she was. Okay, so this battle, very interesting. I think we were not given the beginning or the middle of this story. Mm-mm. Like, producers, where was this battle earlier on the season? I understand you only have like an hour or plus to do your show, but everything Alona just said made no sense based on what we've seen so far. I mean, it sounded like she was jealous, but I never got an air of that throughout the whole season. Exactly, and that's and I think it was a weird editing moment. I think it was, in a way, setting up Alona to still be this villain of the season and to give the audience a moment of trying to have some sympathy for Lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, Boa thinks Lemon comes off as, genuine, as not genuine and that she hasn't gotten to know the real her. Lemon says Boa let her say th- all those things to her. Boa says she loves herself and Lemon says she does. This isn't RuPaul's best friend race. She's not here to make friends. I understand where the not genuine sentiment could come from. I think Lemon is genuine. I think how she says it sometimes is part of the the nonchalant character that Lemon gives off. And it does feel like it's forced. But I don't think Lemon has a mean bone in her body to say these things to them and not mean it. I agree. And also it might be, uh, you know, she's young and um, it's this um, drive that she has that maybe is intimidating other queens. I really think it is. I think they're very scared of this wild card. Because again, if they don't know who she is, she's this this person they've never seen perform. You don't know what she's going to have in her back pocket right when you're about to get cut. So I, I it was really unfortunate and hard to watch because um, it was almost like the everybody versus jinx monsoon of season five mm-hmm. and we all know what happened to the lovable oddball thanks to the top yeah all right so in reference watch we get just between us judge judy's and then bring back my clitigators god they need some new writers please get new writers why is it always about vaginas i don't like i don't know drag After much deliberation, as they say, somehow, somehow, Rita Baga won. And she didn't win, like, not much. She she won $10,000 custom wardrobe from Northbound Leather. This is her third win. 
I cannot justify this win or the first win. I think this was atrocious, and now I really call into question the judging. I, I, I think either Scarlett or Jimbo should have won the week. It should have been Jimbo. Scarlett had a good shot at winning because she needs a win. I, based on the critiques, Jimbo didn't get anything negative said about her. How did she not win? 100% agree. It should have should have gone to Jimbo. Jimbo was my, you know, shining star for this episode. Yeah, and then if you want to comment, like, Lemon played her, um, the same role twice, Alone is playing herself. Is Rita not playing herself also? I'm really not sure what we're missing. But what they are seeing is not what is being presented to the show. Because again, uh, Rita had one of the lowest um, voted uh, looks of this week. How, how, what is missing? What is this disconnect? I'm re- it really upset me. Because now Rita is the front runner of the season. I don't, I, to me, I don't see her at the top in the end. Yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting. Jimbo, Scarlet, Priyanka, and Lemon are safe, leaving Boa and Alona in the bottom. And everyone who said Lemon feels like an asshole now. <laughs> yeah, some explaining to do. Yeah. Did you notice that when Lemon walked to the back, Alona went to grab her hand and Lemon kept on walking? And then you yeah. had like the nice knife slice sound effect. That was good. Yeah. I like that one. I'm excited for the beginning of the next episode. Right. Um, the song that they're going to lip sync tonight is Scars to Your Beautiful by Alicia Cara, who I didn't know was Canadian. That's cool. I didn't know she was Canadian, too. And I actually yeah. performed that song before uh, when I was in a dance company. Intr- okay. Uh, okay, so for your dance company, but not in drag. Right. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it right now. Terrible lip sync song. Terrible lip sync song. It's a beautiful song. I love it, but it doesn't go anywhere in performance. What do you do? Yeah. I mean, Alona did a park and bark and allowed the emotions to come through, but Boa literally performed and referenced Alona the entire time. Of course your eyes are going to go over to Alona and focus on her performance. If you want her to move, get in her shot. Move her out of the way. Boa flopped this. Like, if we talk about track record, this should have been Alona's exit episode. Boa flopped. She really did. It seemed like there was no emotion in her face the whole time. And it's an emotional song. Yeah, she didn't connect with it. And Alona did. Alona made it a very beautiful song. Do Am I someone who loves Park and Barks? No. You have to earn it. Did Alona earn it? I don't think so. But she was ten times better than Boa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought this was a very, very weak lip sync, and I was um, very disappointed by Boa. Almost feeling like she gave up. She was again referencing Alona the entire time. How could you not be like, give it to her, let her win? Honestly, that's all she get. She did. She was like, she had no more gas or like you know power in herself to just keep fighting. Yeah. Alona stays. Boa, after her first bottom two, is gone. And Boa says, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to make lasagna. So funny. So, so funny. Well, I got some burning questions for you. Are you ready? See. Si. What will Boa's legacy be? 
Um, you know what? I think the story at the end that she, you know, talked about being a victim of the abuse, I think that that'll be her legacy, like to help out people that are in a similar situation. Yeah. Um, I think she was a campy queen. I think the Order of the Runways benefited her in the beginning, but if this and the week before were the or, or what she presented early on in the season, I don't think Boa would have lasted long. Um, and I don't know if Boa is someone after kind of like a very downward trajectory. I don't know if we would ever see her on an all-star season. Yeah, I wouldn't be too excited about that unless she has like this glow up. Right. I think there are so many other queens this season who deserve spots to get a redemption. Boa, I think, just didn't want it as much. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How is Rita the top winner at this point, and why do the judges hate Jimbo? I don't know what it is. I mean, she is the only French-Canadian queen left, and mm-hmm. maybe they have a soft spot for that in their heart, uh, but they're sleeping on Jimbo. Yeah, I just... Jimbo's not my winner pick. I just don't understand the disrespect for Jimbo, and it's it's really disheartening to see someone turn it out every single week and not get the glory it's shocking to me Mm -hmm. who is excited for a pageant next week we get a pageant challenge first time ever it looks fun it does um are you someone who wants to compete in a pageant one day no ma'am pam (laughs) (laughs) no pageants for you Mm, too expensive. Uh, too expensive. I'll do a competition. Yeah, but I don't know about a pageant. Yeah, I mean, I just those looks that we saw. I'm like, some of those are really, really expensive, and some of those hairs. Oh. Oof. Yeah. Um, but after six episodes, Frida, the winner is who? Uh, I think Jimbo. Okay. I think Jimbo is rising. Um, I've, up until this episode, every uh, past five weeks, I've said Priyanka. Priyanka, I think her stock dipped a little bit again this week. Um, Priyanka's kind of doing the opposite of Boa, where she is... She started... And then yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens next week, because Priyanka got to show up, because there's, there's only six left. Yeah. Priyanka was my choice in the beginning. I think it'll be down to them, too. Yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see. Um, where can we find you on social media? You can follow me at Frida Cool. That's F-R-E-E-D-A-K-U-L-O. And on Venmo? Are you on Venmo? People yes. send you some money? Absolutely. My Venmo is send me pesos. Don't worry about the conversion rates. I take euros, dollars, and yens. I love that. Oh my God, that's maybe my favorite Venmo account. Yes. <laughs> well, this was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Yes, loved it. Thank you. The biggest thanks to Frida for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.